0: Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get
1: nuts. hey yo! what's happening everybody? It's Monday, yay, where's the music, there's the music. What's happening everybody, welcome to Film Junkie Live. It is July 21st. 24th. Hopefully, you guys had a good Monday. Is there such a thing as a good Monday? Maybe. Who knows? But uh, hey, guys, thank you for joining in. Thank you for clicking in right now. <clears throat> You've never liked nuts. I just saw that right now. Sorry. MSGTS lawyer, that. that's pretty funny. Like, you never like nuts? Well, we're getting nuts, so it's going to be happening. So, anyways, guys, welcome. Welcome to Film Junkie Live. Like I said, we're going to be talking about some movie craziness, of course, that happened over the weekend and whatnot. So anyways, let's see uh, how everybody's doing out there. Let's get to the chat. Sorry, I was having a little bit of difficulties when it came to that. All right, can't blame James Gunn. Snyder Cultist would ridicule him. The closest uh, of Justice League we had was Flash and Aquaman in the Peacemaker Season 1 finale. Well, there you go. We got Ryan right there. Speaking those words. Patrick. Hi, Dave. I watch Game of Thrones, Smallville and Son of Anarchy spinoff. Show goes hard. Cool. Nice. Lawrence uh, Fury, Blue Beetle Battalion. What up? I trust James Gunn with my life. Wow, with your life? That's pretty intense right there. Uh, he is cooking. He definitely is cooking. I wouldn't trust him with my life, though. Uh, we got main man Dano. Snyder Cult is this. And that just, shut up, G, stop trying to spread negativity on here. That's what I'm talking about. No negativity. It's all fun and games, right? We got Erica here. appreciate Gun saying this. Like I said last night, though, it's Saffron who disturbs me in the new leadership. Yep. We got Mama Film Jerky. Hi, Mom. Good to see you. Always. Then we got Mr. Nobody. Happy Monday, everyone. Hope everyone had a great weekend with the writer's strike going on. Meow. Can people in Hollywood talk about future projects? They can't. They can't talk about anything. Uh, Like I kind of said, um, well, I think I said it to to the patrons. I posted it on the Patreon. I was actually supposed to have an actress for the vodka stream on Friday, but had to cancel because of the strike so I was like damn it oh well maybe uh maybe later but uh, we got Droga right here what's going on Mr. Baconator we got Fear Jason good to see you always my friend howdy MSGT good to see you we got of course Miss Nighthawk it is always good to see you always good to see you my dear and uh we got uh Mr. Adnan who is saying wow Okay, cool. All right, we got Stephanie T. Good to see you. Who else we got? Um, oh, okay. So you're saying the too long an a, a intro, a intro. Okay. Well, sorry to disappoint you. No, you know. <laughs> All right. Seems like a a no, uh, ad non is uh he, he's gonna be he's gonna be the frisky one he's gonna be the sassy one of the chat right now we got Burley George he said no but a few weeks or months later he will say that he already write a script for Justice League a few months before all right somebody screenshot that now because I'm sure that's exactly what's gonna happen right all right Chino says let him cook we got Walter right here Walter Johnson good to see you um. Let's see what else we got. Yeah, we definitely had a fun week. Watch the Flash again. Watch the Flash again, and it was fun. All right, you're kidding. Okay, good. I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Barbie right now already. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw I saw Barbie by myself. What's going on, Diz? Toby back for a fourth? Use the scrap script. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it because Thomas Hayden church right um obviously you play the sandman he's been uh talking a little bit so it's gonna yeah something came about today which was like what when it came to spider-man 4 with sam Raimi and toby Maguire, so naturally all of us went you know yes i was simulating what you thought i was simulating yes so we're gonna talk about that it's gonna be the last last topic of the stream we're gonna talk about james gunn debunking things he's still debunking you know which is, you know, and I have some input when it comes to this new DCU slate. So, and then we've already kind of talked about it. Uh, We talked about it on the Patreon stream yesterday, but talk about it again, because it was a topic of discussion when it came to Michael Keaton's Batman. Why within the story... Did he quit being Batman and it was revealed? Finally, even with like a deleted scene, you kind of go, why? Okay. And then, of course, we're going to talk more about Barbenheimer Weekend. That's right. Sadly, you know, my, you know, the movie I really enjoyed that came out last weekend, kind of getting the shit of it, man. So, yeah, we're going to talk about all that. Should be good. Should be good. What are you guys talking about here? Uh, You guys good? All right. I like Barbie more than Oppenheimer. Jacob liked, well, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, it's two different kind of things. You know, you got entertainment. I mean, I always thought Jacob was, you know, eh, he like, I would not be surprised, you know, when it comes to Barbie over Oppenheimer, you know, yeah. Cinema over, hey, entertainment. That's the way I kind of look at it. When it came to Barbie and Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer was just like, I was so just within the story. I just could not. I was like oh everything about that movie was just kind of like ah so cinematic so everything and just the way that Christopher Nolan does his thing when I came to Barbie I was like okay maybe it's not for me but I could see why people are just totally all about it so yeah but I mean you got to pick your poison you got to pick your poison did you want do you want to walk out devastated or you want to walk out like hey even just a little bit more happy I guess you could say so yeah uh, I mean, what was Barbie cinema? Uh, uh, to me, it's it, to me, it was a very long Saturday night live sketch. Okay. If you want to call that cinema, that's fine. It's perfectly fine. You're wrong, but you're, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I, I get why people are enjoying it and stuff like that. And like, they. and I think that was what Greta was going for. Was it obviously not to be. You know, take it seriously at all. And I get that. And like I even said, when my first reaction, I'm like, OK, yeah, it does this. It does that. The jokes didn't land with me, but I appreciated that. It was like it started getting preachy and then it went so over the top that it was Pre, It was just making fun of being like over the, you know, being preachy when it comes to social and everything like that, which of course pissed off a lot of those YouTubers that say everything's woke. Oh, those guys were having a field. Oh, they were like, this is the worst movie ever. Oh, man. I'm like, really? You're going to let a Barbie movie that stars one of the most beautiful actresses in Hollywood. And one of the most beautiful actors in Hollywood, I guess you could say, you're gonna take you're you're gonna take it that seriously, where it's like, yeah, it was so uh, like I, I, I'm not on that level where those guys were like freaking out about how like uh, oh like like I saw their comments and saw some of their clips for their videos, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys are taking this way too seriously because you shouldn't take it seriously, you know, and that's what I appreciated about Barbie was that it wasn't taking itself too seriously even though like at points it does take itself seriously then it goes all all the way over the top and then it goes okay yeah we're just now making fun of the things that are taken way too seriously so that's just the way i'm looking at it so anyways all right let's get to the tweets or should i say should i get to the x's that's right If you don't know what i'm talking about yeah we all know that uh elon musk is changing twitter to x and i guess the tweets are now going to be called the x's which sounds like it's going to be a totally different stream than i'm yeah let's get to the x's that does not sound right i don't know if uh that would be much appreciated but uh it it is kind of funny oh let me turn that off well not that where is it at where is it at oh man i gotta get my whatchamacallit back up and running i can all right here we go twitter x that nah. yeah it's all very interesting but yeah let's get to the uh let's get to the uh, i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say it. but uh obviously since it's monday i just picked The tweets, because it's all, you know, there's a lot a lot of tweeting that happened in between. We're not going to go over all that. But uh, yeah, we're just going to go right to it. But yes, guys, there it is right there. I have the X, the X that the birdie is gone. The birdie is gone. No longer. I rebooted my computer today so when i uh, open up desktop yeah that's right there's no longer a tweet there are no longer the bird you know so now it's just x but it still says tweet still you know it still looks the same that's all I, that's all that matters to me long as it runs the same i don't care what logo is right here i really don't care i really don't care i mean i don't know if um elon musk is trying to be Professor Xavier or something. Maybe he's going to start floating around in a, you know, a hovering wheelchair and he's going to shave his head bald. Maybe that's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. Who knows? But anyways, now to the tweets. Dwayne Johnson. So (laughs) DJ over here, there was a report that came out I didn't talk about it, but there was a report that came out not too long ago that for the Santa Claus movie that he's in for Netflix, which I guess is coming out, what, at the end of this year? With Chris Evans. I, I forgot what, it, what, what the title of it actually is. I'm curious. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. But uh, there was a report that came out that he received $50 million dollars for the role so naturally with everything that's happening when it comes to hollywood with the strikes and the fact that these actors aren't getting paid what they should be getting paid and all this stuff you got all these top tier actors that are making just a kajillion freaking dollars so when that report came out which was misleading by the way because it wasn't like netflix said hey here's 50 million dollars enjoy it dwayne johnson enjoy it. It wasn't that, it was just he got paid a salary, but then there was like, you know, like, I don't know if it was like residuals or basically incentives that were going to be tacked on to his salary. So when the trades got around to getting this information, they basically were like, oh yeah, he could potentially get $50 50 million dollars for this role. So then naturally. Dwayne Johnson was like probably him and his crew with all everything that's happening. They're like, hey, we got to do something because it's not right. And here it is right here. Dwayne Johnson makes in a historic. Did they put in? OK, makes a historic donation to the SAG-AFTRA Foundation Relief Fund. It's the largest single donation that we've ever received from one individual at one time. And what is amazing is that that one check is going to help thousands of actors keep food on their table and keep their kids safe and keep their cars running. So good on Dwayne Johnson. I know I'm I'm not trying to throw shade, but yeah, it's a little bit you got that report that happened I'm just I'm just saying that yeah the report did not help but Dwayne Johnson I'm glad that he actually took this upon himself to be like hey there's a fund I'm going to I'm going to donate all this right here and this is what a variety was actually posting right here but yeah Dwayne Johnson contributes a historic yeah so let's see they don't actually say what he gave. But on July 13th, of course, the leadership declared union to go on strike. Talking about that. We rely on donations and grants to provide services. We have been very fortunate that we raise enough money to be able to cover all of our programs. So at least that that's happening. But when it but when we hit a crisis like this and we're going to spend millions and millions of dollars in financial assistance, this is when we need our high Profile talent who can afford it, who are in a situation to help others. Shortly after sending the letter, Dwayne Johnson's team reached out to say he wanted to help. So he and Vance hopped on a phone call. It was a love fest. It's like, man, you're stepping up in a way that is allowing others to know the dire necessity of it. So this is what Vance said right here when he had a phone call with Dwayne Johnson This is him saying in such a time as this, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Whatever you need me to do. So big, huge message right there. So that's good. We're not gonna read everything right there, of course, but that's really good right there. Good on Dwayne Johnson. Good on Dwayne Johnson for doing that. I know there was like a video of something that he even posted with something else too. But yeah, you got you to gotta give respect to Dwayne Johnson because, and I'm sure other high profile actors are probably going to do the same thing. And they should. I, with all this stuff that's been happening, I kept on saying like, yeah, salaries for these movies, for these top tier actors need to get cut in half as well as the budgets because it's just getting ridiculous It's absolutely getting ridiculous. Some of these salaries are just dumb. And like when that report came out that Dwayne Johnson was going to get $50 million, which again, misleading, but at the same time, he's still getting paid so much for a lot of these movies. It's like, yeah, dude, Dwayne, give back to the community. And he did. And he did. He took it upon himself. So mad respect for Mr. Dwayne, the rock Johnson for doing that. Mad respect because a lot of people, of course, were giving him shit. That's the thing is like when that report came out, oh, my God, the backlash was crazy. So I'm glad that he was like, well, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, here we go. Let me like correct this. Sh- let me let me write the ship right here, at least my ship that I should give back. And I should give into the fund, the fund that are helping these other actors still put food on the table while all this crap is happening. So good on Dwayne. Good on Dwayne. You got to respect the hell out of that. So, and then, so, good God. At this point, guys, I don't even know if we're going to have movies to watch in the fall or the winter. Because, yeah, there's some reports out there that these companies are now considering pushing all their movies to next year after, hopefully, the strike is resolved. Right here. We got Disney is considering delaying Wish, Poor Things, and Next Goal Wins due to the strike caused by the studio not paying their actors and writers fairly that's right this is according to bloomberg right there as you can see the link and it's funny too because guess who else was uh thinking that too yep variety reported this over the weekend that warner brothers discovery is thinking about doing the same thing so dune 2 and also aquaman 2 again as well as the color purple they're thinking about moving them to next year as well Ouch, Aquaman 2, holy crap. It's probably gonna happen. I mean, Aquaman 2, I'm just, I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not hyped for it, because I think it's gonna be probably a, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's gonna be a fish sandwich, <laughs> anyways. But um, where where's that rim shot drop? I should have that on hand. Anyways, no, but uh, Dune 2 was my, one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and now we might not get it this year, which sucks. And then, of course, the color, yeah, but they're considering pushing their stuff, too. So delays are probably going to happen, might happen. Who knows how this affects everything? I know when I uh, posted about Disney delaying their movies till next year, some people were going like, you know, obviously part of the Snyder fandom were kind of wondering, well, what about Rebel Moon? That comes out December this year. Could that be possibly moved to next year? Possibly can. It could. It could happen. We all know that... There's going to be a theatrical release for the movie, and if Zach's the only one that can promote it, because the DGA is not on strike, he's the director, even though he wrote it too. I think he's perfectly okay to promote the movie because it's it's all a weird thing. I don't know. Again, I'm I'm a big dum dum when it comes to the logistics of all this stuff. Because when it came to Oppenheimer, we have Christopher Nolan who directed it, but he also wrote it too. He got he got a writer credit as well because obviously they're adapting you know existing stuff because it's a biopic but he was one of the writers with it so he got a writer's credit but i think he could still do that same with like greta when it comes to barbie she was a writer on it, too, but she's the director, and so she's able to make, like, surprise appearances at movie theaters and stuff and still promote it because the DGA is, like I said, it's all just a crazy, like, hey, I, don't, I don't, you know, you, you gotta, like, look it up, DGA, WGA, sag after it's all just crazy, but I would not be surprised if this happens. I think it probably will happen. That's what I'm thinking, so don't be surprised. Movies get delayed. They're gonna get delayed again, so... Aquaman 2, my God. It's a sequel to a billion-dollar movie, and this movie is just... Man, I tell you what. Uh, I tell you what. Okay. And then, um, did you guys see this? (laughs) Oh, did you guys see this? Good old uh, words. I got to find the drop. I mean, obviously, I have to find the drop. I mean... I'm sure some of you guys saw this. I, I, I tweeted it. Uh, I, can't, I don't see where the drop is, but good old Grace right here. So let's listen to what Grace had to say because she, she was not a fan of Oppenheimer. But This is what she had to say right here.
0: You know, the truth of the matter is, is that Oppenheimer was a grade A jerk. Like, wow, an extremely unlikable person who surrounded himself with other unlikable people in his personal life. Now, you can't make Oppenheimer a great guy if he was a jerk. He was a jerk, so you can't change it but then he shouldn't be the main character of your movie. You have to focus on someone else, and then Oppenheimer, I mean, this is like filmmaking 101, and then Oppenheimer is a character within the film. You
1: know, the truth of the matter is, is that Oppenheimer- Shut up, my God. Filmmaking 101, okay, so if you're gonna take filmmaking 101, who are you gonna listen to? You gonna listen to Grace? Well, or are you gonna listen to Christopher freaking Nolan? What the hell? How many times have we seen movies that have the protagonist that is not a likable person, who's not a good person? There's countless out there. Some of our best movies. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What the hell? When I saw this clip, I went, oh my God. Filmmaking 101 is to not take the movie that... That it's supposed to be about, and you're like, oh, you have to make you have to find somebody else to be that the protagonist because they have to be a likable person. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. But it's I I don't, I don't, I'm not surprised for someone who put this post out here. She did not like Oppenheimer, so she's like doubling fucking down on Oppenheimer. She posted this right here. I'm very glad people are enjoying Oppenheimer. Sure you are. But I feel not showing Hiroshima will cost it. Oscar wins, not necessarily nominations. What do you think? She put this ball out here. Like what? So because they didn't show the devastation that was Hiroshima, you know, the Japanese people getting obliterated and people like, yeah, it was very devastating. You've seen the pictures in History books. Because they didn't show that, it's not going to win Academy Awards? What? Seriously. What the hell is happening? What? I don't even know. I will fuck no, you No, no, that's, that's not a good one right there. Yeah, I meant to hit this one right here.
0: Fuck me, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That, that, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan. We were going to... We were going to announce you as a winner, but the fact of the matter is you didn't show the devastation of the Hiroshima bomb, so we decided not to. Yes, your movie, you know, your movie, the storytelling is great, the cinematography is great, the direction is great, the performances are absolutely fantastic, but you didn't show the devastation of Hiroshima, so we said, eh, sorry. I had to go on that rant right now because I was like, my God. And it's okay, guys, because like I told you, Grace unfollowed me. I think she got finally sick of my shit. Remember when I didn't know she was following me and then, yeah, and then I found out that live? But oh my God, man. Uh, sorry. I, I'm, yeah, I just was like, I couldn't believe. Could not believe. But speaking of Oppenheimer, ba, 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 da, ba. look at that. Do you see that right there? So, anybody who has seen. Oppenheimer you know very well that Miss Florence pew 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 in this scene right here was not wearing a black dress she was completely naked and this is remember I mean for even like my, my film junkie shot that talks about the Oppenheimer nudity and sexual content. Is kind of blowing up because people are are fascinated about this Christopher Nolan like finally doing like hey, he did sex scenes and nudity. Wow, he doesn't normally do that. But apparently in India, they were not all about it. So they CGI'd Florence Pugh, who is naked right here, with a black dress. Did you see this? It's crazy. Because obviously it goes against their religion and stuff like that, yeah. You know, all that stuff, yeah, yeah. They're they're kind of prudes over there, let's face it. They're kind of prudish over there. So, and it's funny too, because KC, you guys know who KC is, Najid, who, who shows up on the Vodka stream, we all know KC. He had to watch this. He did not know. He did not know that they did this. Not know. And then he's like, wait, there was she was naked? He's like, yeah. Sorry, bud. We all saw nudity. You didn't. But they apparently CGI'd a dress on her. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And then they zoomed in on all the other stuff, too. As you can see right here. Absolutely insane. (laughs) Absolutely insane. But that's what happened. (sighs) It's so crazy. So crazy. Now, Casey's not a prude. Russ... Again, turn your hearing aid on. Where he lives, they're prudes. Jesus Christ. At least you're not doing, but you still have the capitalization on. Is it sticky? Did you spill jelly on your your caps lock button? All right. Anyway, so. It's actually kind of cute. You think it's kind of cute, Leslie? All right. I mean, but it is interesting that that's the case, that they had to do that. It's not the first time that something like that is happening. I mean, remember, like, I remember even Disney Plus did it with Splash, where they made her hair, you know, they CGI'd her hair longer to cover her butt. (laughs) You know, so. I see female lead and nude, (laughs) right? But yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty insane right there, but. What can he do? And uh, we got we got Kevin Smith right here. I like Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith a lot. Um, he uh, he's going to be making a movie soon because, um, well, he's got a movie theater and he explains it right here. I guess this is like a uh, Comic-Con weekend right here where he kind of explained his new movie that he's going to be filming right now. And the fact that he can he's trying to get approval to make his film because it's not, it's an independent film. So he's still waiting on the film, but this is what he had to say right here. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is pretty cool. We're over is there a production that's a
0: go? We got, we're in the process uh, of uh, this movie called the 430 movie. I bought my childhood uh, hometown movie theater uh, and we renamed it Smodcastle Cinemas. And so that happened last year in October. So once I bought a movie theater, I was like, well, that's a viable set. So I wrote a movie. Smart based in a movie theater. And uh, it's not a lot of people like, so it was like clerks in a movie theater, like ushers? No, it's set in 1986 and it's about my favorite childhood pastime, which was paying for one movie and then jumping from one movie to the other, sneaking into other movies and stuff. So it's a mini multiplex. Um, our biggest screen is 230 seats. Our smallest screen is 99 seats so i wrote this movie called the 430 movie about how we used to spend our days in the summer of Hell yeah. 86 and um we were very very close to going our pre-production was about to officially start i think it was july 7th and then the looming strike first the writers guild strike but it had already been written and i'm a, as even though i'm a writer's guild member i'm also a dga member as well as a SAG member. He's, so yeah, I was he's like, part of all the, when you get the money, me. when you're an independent filmmaker, I don't work for the AMPTP or any AMPTP companies. So if you get money, you go. Um, the SAG strike definitely set us back. So right now we've, we're on hold for, we pushed our start date by two weeks because we applied for the waiver. SAG just issued 39 waivers to indie productions, couple A24 productions, anything that's not AMPTP, because we're not... So
1: there you go. So basically he's waiting for that waiver that the others like A24 got. And I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. Sounds like uh, the movie that he's making is going to be something right up my alley. Like I said, I, I've... I've i've loved most of his movies so and the fact that he's going to make a movie that takes place in 1986 that has to do with this movie theater i mean let's face it i mean he's older than me so like when it came to me going to movie theaters and having like those times during the summers that was more during you know the 90s it was probably a decade later but still very much looking forward to that so hopefully he gets that hopefully he gets that waiver and then, of course, we're going to be talking about the Flash movie, and apparently, when according to Flash film news, that the scene, nicknamed Monkey Sendo, right here, like which we know this scene right here, if you've watched the Flash, it's not a deleted scene, but uh, the scene right here between uh, Barry and Young Barry, uh, where older Barry just kind of just gets on young Barry for, of course, the little stuffed monkey that they got from their mom. So right here, it says, by the cast and crew wasn't in the original script of The Flash. This was written by Ezra Miller and Sean Rogers, Gary, during their off day on the studio lot, along with Rebecca Drysdale, cast support. So this scene right here, which I think it's a really good, I, think, I thought it was a really good scene. It's an intense scene where he just kind of does that. Of course, you know, Twitter or X is not working, so I can't uh, fast forward and look at different frames. But hey, I thought that was kind of cool that Ezra took part in that scene right there. In this scene where he, you know, has an exchange with himself and it's, there's a lot of emotion involved with that. And speaking of emotion, finally, guys, finally, there he is, there he is, Jamie Foxx, and of course a lot of people were like, who is this guy, he doesn't look like Jamie Foxx, why is he so pale, why is he this, and conspiracy theories, even though I was like, like when it came to him on a boat, when it came to, you know, when he was like out and about, I'm like, where, where is the video of Jamie Foxx? talking to us and saying he's okay. Where's that? Why is it that the first thing that we hear about is him on a yacht somewhere and there's nothing right here? Well, took it, he took his time, but finally we have Jamie Foxx talking about, you know, finally putting out a video. And then of course, like a lot of people are like, why does he look pale? I was like, he was sick. He almost died. So yeah, it's going to happen. Okay. I know. And then a lot of people were like, what's, it's like, yeah, okay. He's using like a, you know, obviously there's different lenses, even when it comes to phones or whatever the hell you're using, things are going to make your face look different. But yeah, here it is right here where he finally said, I cannot
0: even begin to tell you um, how how far it took me and how, how it brought me back. Um, uh, I went through something that I, I thought I would never, ever go through. Uh, And I know a lot of people were waiting You know, or wanting to hear updates But to be honest with you I just didn't want you to see me like that, man You know, I want you to see me laughing Having a good time, partying Cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show I didn't want you to see me with uh, With tubes uh, Running out of me And and trying to figure out uh, If If I was going to Make it through and
1: be honest. Okay. We don't need to watch the whole thing, but just glad that there actually is a video out there. Yes, we can have, we could put our tinfoil hats on when it comes to things, you know, when it comes to everything. Like I said, I'm, I'm a fan. I'll, I'll always be a fan of like, Hmm, let's what, what's the conspiracy theory level? You know, like what's, what's that? You know and of course i see people oh it looks like a deep fake oh it looks like ai oh what's going on with him where is he sitting why is he doing you know there's so many questions hey, yes that we could do but i'm gonna try to look at it more optimistic as the fact that jamie fox is okay that's what i'm that's why. Uh, that's what how i'm gonna approach it but i get it when people are still like well wait a minute you know they start rubbing their chin and like i said they put that tinfoil hat on but i think we're okay i think he's okay uh, but you know, conspiracy theorists, there's always going to be a conspiracy theory for everything, right? Always going to be a and there's nothing wrong with that. Let it happen. You know, I'm I'm all about that stuff. Like I said, not too long ago, I said, like, I remember, like, uh, you know, when it came to the political spectrum of conspiracy theories, it very much used to be a left thing. Now it's a right thing. It's very strange how it flip-flopped. Now, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you are considered right-wing. But before, you used to be a crazy lefty. I don't know. But, you know, the society we live in is fun. That's all I got to say about that. But good for him. I'm glad that... He's okay. Glad he's okay. So when it comes to DCU rumors, we got another one right here. Oh, boy, guys. Oh, boy. What do you see right here when uh, you see this actor? What do you see? What do you see when you see him? Freckles. Reddish hair. What? But this is just a rumor. This is just a rumor. Don't take it. You know, take it with a huge, huge grain of salt because it's from a scooper. But apparently... That's right. Jimmy Olsen right there. Skyler Gazando or Gizondo, who was in Licorice Pizza and Booksmart apparently might be on the short list to play Jimmy Olsen. That is according to Can't We Get Toast? That Scooper. But I thought, okay, cool. The the the, the thing that I noticed at first was the fact that hey, looks like they're not they're actually going to go for a ginger this time. They're not going to actually cast, you know, a, a person of color to be, to replace the redhead. Because that's, that tends to be what Hollywood does nowadays. And I even said, I'm like, I think James Gunn's going to try to go authentic when it, like, authentic ginger when it comes to Jimmy Olsen in Superman Legacy. So, we'll see. Like I said, it's probably not going to happen. And, and and he might not get it because he might just be on a shortlist. But we'll see. But apparently this is what... Uh, was rumored out there from uh, from. Can We Get Toast. Toast. Can we get bacon and eggs instead? Okay. So, and then um, we got some figures right here. So McFarlane Toys is releasing a Batman six-pack. Which uh, I think is pretty cool. It has various Batmen, pretty much all the Batmen that you can get right here. You got, of course, you got Keaton, you got Bale, you got Clooney, you got Batfleck, you got Battinson, and then you got even Kilmer right here. So you get a six pack, and I'm like, God damn, I should. I might go for it. I might go for it. I might go for it. Even though I already have the, the Ben Affleck Batman in the tactical suit, I really wish that Batfleck was I wish they can get his normal suit. It'd be awesome if he had his BVS suit. That's his best suit right there. I wish, and well, I think it's the best bat suit cinematically. I wish they had that suit, but they're just re-releasing the tactical one, which I already have. But yeah, might have to jump on this to get all this. And I love the fact that they have the bat signal and then they have the various different bat symbols that we could put right here. So you got the Clooney Kilmer bat signal right here you got the fat bat for bat flick, and then of course you got the uh the skinny one the really skinny one for pattinson right there so i thought that was pretty freaking cool right here oh comic books so of course we're going to be talking about james gunn But I wanted to bring this up with the tweets because I thought, whoa, pretty cool. Because according to Jim Lee, and, you know, obviously Comic-Con just happened right here. And this is one of the smart things. Obviously, not everything's been smart when it comes to Warner Brothers Discovery and even DC Studios. But when it comes to this right here, I think a lot of us thought this was pretty smart. What they were doing when they announced the new DCU slate was the fact they said, hey, if you want to read... The source material that a lot of these stories are going to be based off of, here it is right here. Here's The Authority. Here's All-Star Superman. Here's, here's the books right here. We're going to list them for you. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. We're going to show you which which books they're going to reference. not going to be a, a direct adaptation, but here's the books right here. And according to what's been happening right here, the sales for these books and comic books tripled. Smart. This is something that Marvel Studios definitely not doing, because according to the director of Secret Invasion, Kevin Feige was like, don't read the source material. (laughs) What? That doesn't even make sense. You should always read the source material. There should always be a reference to source material. Not saying that it has to be directly what it is in the book, but it can be a reference. That's what it is. But so good on that. That was smart right there. Now we'll see. When it comes to the future and what what comes of this whole dc slate because i have my reservations about it and i'm not fully confident but i'm like all right let's see what happens but at least when it comes to this aspect of selling comic books they nailed it they absolutely nailed it when it comes to that so good good to hear and i like this too and i guarantee you if they do some kind of crazy multiverse thing which was what's going to be happening with deadpool 3 New report says that Deadpool 3 will reportedly embrace the animated multiverse. So talking about X-Men animation, that would be brilliant. How many times, to- I mean, did when we see, we saw something similar with like uh, everything everywhere all at once. We saw something similar when it came to the multiverse of madness that they kind of had like an animation portion when it came to the multiverse. And if Deadpool is just going to go full-on parody, spoofing the whole multiverse concept, yes, do something like this. Have Deadpool injected into the old X-Men show, the animated show, or even like, obviously they're going to be doing X-Men 97. You can even do something when it comes to that. So apparently, and I really like that. I think that's actually absolutely brilliant. That'd be absolutely brilliant right there. Please do it. Jimmy, that's right. Jimmy was uh, at Comic-Con this weekend. Zack Snyder, Netflix, they're all, you know, we're getting a little head start when it comes to marketing of Rebel Moon, and apparently Jimmy, art scale one-tenth right here, was at Comic-Con, and there he is right there, shown in a case. Good old Jimmy, the robot that's going to be essentially a more badass c-3po in rebel moon people were taking pictures look at the detail look at the detail on the cape and the horns and look at all that look at the detail on that it's just pretty freaking sweet right there exactly exactly so there was some zack snyder rebel moon stuff that was happening at comic-con and that's what it is right there so jimmy was at comic-con gotta love that and then finally guys okay can we have this happen can, please, MGM, I don't, who owns, who owns James Bond now? It's still MGM, right? Does Amazon kind of own them? I don't know. But when Christopher Nolan was asked about potentially directing a James Bond film, he said, the influence of those movies in my filmography is embarrassingly apparent. Tenet, of course. Inception, yes. It would be an amazing privilege to do one make it happen. Make it happen. You're rebooting. Well, you know, not really rebooting. I guess you could say when it comes to the James Bond franchise, it's just, they continue on. It's just a different actor, but it's just another crazy adventure with James Bond. Let him do it. Wouldn't that be insane? Christopher Nolan. Hey, hire Henry Cavill. (laughs) I mean, come on. I don't know what James Gunn, or not, God damn it. I'm talking about James Gunn. I don't don't know what Christopher Nolan would actually want to do when it comes to the story. You know how he is. He likes to jump timelines. He likes, or not jump timelines, but time periods. So that I I would not be surprised if he, if Christopher Nolan was going to approach James Bond is the fact that it's like, okay, I'm going to have it where I show him as a, a young man and then show him now. It would be like something maybe even similar to how, you know, how Oppenheimer was. The fact that it's like, okay, we're gonna show before as the bomb was being created and then we're gonna show the aftermath. I would not be surprised if he like took on the, on James Bond and was like, all right, we're gonna show him before he was 007 and then it's gonna, it's gonna work with the story of after he, of course, is 007. And it would be like Trippy and it would be Christopher Nolan Action-wise, I don't know if we're gonna, you know, Christopher Nolan's never been big on the whole hand-to-hand combat aspect of movies, action-wise, but I mean, Tenet had some interesting concepts and went in there. When it came to The Dark Knight, let's face it, some of that choreography was not that great, but we'll see. So, I'm just like, hey, why not? Do it, do it, give it to him. Please give it to him, right? Killing Murphy for Bond. Now, I could see him as being a Bond villain or maybe even being like someone like Q or I don't know, someone that supports him. But uh, he's definitely not. He's definitely not Bond material. Definitely not Bond material, but we'll see. Batman begins James Bond. Yeah, something like that. You know, show something like that. Who knows? Imagine if they cast David Corden Sweat instead as James Bond. Why would they do that? He's Superman. Come on. Eat your bacon, Droga. Um... Jim Lee art's amazing. Yeah, just seeing what you guys are talking about. Yeah, reportedly porting off for duty. Henry Cavill would do amazing. Yeah, he would. You don't think he, he's not James Bond material? Come on, guys. He is not James Bond material. He wasn't Batman material. Remember, he did a he did a test for Batman. He wasn't Batman material. That was floating around too this weekend. He had a good bat voice, but yeah, we're all glad that he wasn't that. James Gunn. All right, so a new article came out, because why not? He is, of course, not on Twitter. I think this is more on threads and various other alternative social media sites, which I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I respect James Gunn for sticking to the fact that he like, I'm, I'm leaving Twitter, I'm not going to come back, and he really hasn't. He hasn't tweeted, unlike most of other people who are just, Look like hypocrites and say like, hey guys, follow me over here. I'm gonna go over here. And then they don't actually go over there. They still come back. It's like, hey, if you're gonna leave Twitter or X, just fucking do it. It would probably be good for you. I'm just saying. Do it. But James Gunn has actually done that. So. Uh, So here we go right here. We got Deadline Report in this article. James Gunn denies packing Superman Legacy with DC characters to attract buyers. Shoots down rumors of new Justice League live-action film. James Gunn is clarifying some rumors about the DC development slate starting with Superman Legacy and potential... Justice League live-action film under his direction. Gunn's first film since becoming co-head, of course, they talk about that, whichever thing, and, of course, all the characters that are in it. And then when somebody actually asked, like, because there was an article that came out that said, like, oh, yeah, David Zaslav was like, hey, you better pack your Superman movie with other members of the Justice League, or at least expand the universe, so that makes the people happy, you know, the investors happy, and they, they're confident and everything like that. He shot that down and then when it came to a rumor when it came to the rumor that uh that they basically announced a new justice league movie he said no so there you go no there's the two screenshots right there shit sorry i didn't have that i didn't have it uh there but that's the article sorry i forgot to share the page but yeah there's a screenshot right there It comes to all this from threats, all right. I gotta turn that off. So it got me thinking when it came to um, Justice League and it came to James Gunn and what he's doing. I'm like, first off, I think. Smart idea. I do think it's a smart idea to have other meta humans. These are meta humans that aren't going to be necessarily part of the justice league. First off, I always thought that if you're going to do something new and fresh with Superman, yeah, have it where he has to have this balanced life of he's over here being the hero that he is and he's not alone and there's other heroes involved. And then of course he has his Clark Kent life over here. And I thought, okay, smart. But then You know, when it comes to Zaslav, I mean, obviously, he could be fluffing it. He could be totally lying. And maybe Zaslav was like, hey, you got to make this thing whatever, you know. I'm going to take his word for it. But, yeah, I mean, there's always a potential. We don't know what happens behind the scenes. I mean, naturally, if you hate James Gunn, you automatically think, oh, yeah, of course, that, that part's true. He's lying. You think everything he's saying is lying because, you know, we all have our bias. But if, you know, you're a fan of James Gunn and you're like, oh, yeah, I take him for his word. It's just the way it is. We all have our bias, no matter what. You have your bias, I have my bias. We all have our bias. It's just the way it is, you know? People just load this guy so much, and then there are people that just absolutely love him, you know? Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm right there in the middle somewhere when it comes to this, but when I was thinking about Justice League, I mean, I can only imagine after the debacle that was the first Justice League movie ever, And obviously the the campaign that went against what the studio wanted to release a movie that people praise like crazy to the fact that they want more. I could see James Gunn going, yeah, we're not going to be doing a Justice League movie anytime soon. That might be towards the end of this decade long slate. If it actually gets there, you never know. But it's not going to it's not going to happen till well, like year eight, maybe when it comes to this slate if it's starting in 2025 maybe 2026 yeah we're not going to get a justice league movie well into the next decade i would say which is smart don't do it don't do it but if you have you know if you pepper in some of these characters within the other stories where it's not so blatant and not so much where you have to oh uh, yeah we got to look forward to the next movie don't do it like marvel do it a little bit different i don't know I'm hoping that's the I mean that is the approach that he's trying to do. I just hope the execution can be there. It's like no, we don't need this big huge team-up movie. Eventually, yes, it's going to have to get there. I don't know, if people are like clamoring for it, but at the same time, it's like you're just wanting exactly what we've already had when it comes to Marvel Studios. So, if we're going to have something a little bit different where it's like it's not so much that, okay, this crossover is going to lead to that. It's, I, I don't know. It's such a weird thing. And I'm like, I, I can't even imagine the notes and the whiteboards maybe that, that they have all trying to draw something up that's going to make it distinct and make it different from what Marvel Studios is doing. It's going to be, it's, it's definitely something that's pretty, that's probably pretty taxing, but we'll see. Like I said, you just got to wait and see. It's just, that's where I'm at. Let's just wait and see just wait and see the avengers league there you go james good good story good storytelling League takes the time okay he was insane okay so you're talking about cavill right there dc authority be uh yeah they'll be the anti whatever i don't think it will take a decade but i don't think they will rush it yeah i mean maybe i'm just wrong maybe it'll take like six years seven years but it's definitely not going to be in the first five i don't see it being in the first five years of this new slate, so Midnighter and Apollo kill people more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're they're not a bad. They're 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 a bad. They're kind of bad at what they do when it comes to their crew. Yeah, the authority. They're not the, the best people for sure, which is going to be interesting to see how that works in Superman Legacy as well. Again, it's different. That's what I like. The fact that okay, it's not just a solo Superman film or it's just him doing his thing, but it's also got existing. Meta humans and other heroes out there. I like that. I really do like that. I like that. Let's hope not. We saw that happen in the eh, Yeah. We'll see what happens, though, but so, yeah, there's that article and there's that whole debunking right there. So that's good. Michael Keaton's Batman. Oh, boy. So this was revealed finally. And I'm not going to show the clip, the clip. They actually showed the de- they've shown three deleted clips from the Flash, or scenes, that's not too shabby. I mean, they had, the first one that they uh, showed that was deleted from Flash was Young Barry when they were at the, uh, you know, where they were holding Supergirl. He phases through the door and then finds, we actually see that shot that we saw at DC Fandom where everybody was like, look at his, you know, his cow looks too big because the shot and the angle looked kind of funky. He finds Supergirl's costume. Before they find her. And then he also sees the ship that she arrived in, which is a beautiful shot. It's an absolutely beautiful shot. It like kind of just you see him and then it pans up and you see the big huge S right there. And I thought that's an absolutely beautiful shot. And then, of course, when he goes back, he goes, like, is Superman petite? Because then they realize, oh, yeah, it's a small costume. When you watch The Flash right now, the costume is just laying down on, like, on the ground, essentially. Just kind of just crumpled up right there. So that explains that aspect of it. But when it comes to uh, what happened to Michael Keaton's Batman and why he quit being Batman, now, yes, we know that it's like, oh, yeah, Gotham is now crime-free. I don't know if he said crime-free. Basically, the crime is... He's one of the safest cities in America, in America, which is, okay, cool. But I'm like, Gotham City, really? You really cleaned that up? right? But what happened right here was, well, Annie Muschietti explained it. And then, of course, you do see a scene. But this is the quotes from Annie Muschietti right here. He said, I really wanted to defy people's expectations of where Bruce Wayne would be 30 years later. And I also wanted to deepen the backstory of Bruce Wayne as the story tells has been retired for 25 years. What happened to him? I always said something should happen to Bruce Wayne to want to stop being Batman. And then he continues on right here. He said, and my idea was he did something that goes against his code and killed a criminal in front of the criminal's child. Not knowingly, but he still did it, which is an exact mirroring situation of what happened to him when he, his parents were killed in front of him next to the Monarch Theaters. And that created the monster that Batman is. So he just couldn't cope with it. And that's why he wa- he decided to shut off his other side, Batman. And he hasn't been able to forgive himself. And now the way we find him is a bit of like the evolution of that journey, you know, He's a tragic figure. He's basically a character that is in search of redemption, but eventually finds a way to do it by helping Barry. So when they're actually going to get Supergirl or Superman that they think, the two Berries are talking about that and they mentioned that, that whole fact. And there's that whole scene right there, which is kind of interesting because they didn't finish the scene. So you see, you know, the stand-in actor that played young Barry mainly. You see, like, him in the costume, and, like, it's all—it's—it's kind of weird. But it's kind of funny because obviously this, of course, ignited that stupid, th- oh, I hate the debate. Being a diehard Batman fan myself, I hate the debate because obviously, yes, we all know that Batman has the code. He has the code, doesn't kill, understandable. But let's face it. If you're going to do live action, it's going to happen. And when it came to Michael Keaton's Batman, let's face it. Motherfucker killed so many people. So many people dropping bombs and access chemicals, strapping some dynamite to a big, huge fat guy. He killed. Bale's Batman killed. Kilmer's Batman killed. Batfleck. The only one that really didn't was Clooney. That did not kill. But when I had people in my mentions like kind of push back against it. It's like, did you actually read or actually watch what Andy Muschietti said? It's not the fact that he killed a criminal. It's the fact that he killed the criminal in front of that criminal's child. Read the whole thing, please. It's like, don't stir up the debate if you didn't read the whole thing and took in the whole thing. It's like, yeah, he killed a criminal in front of said person's child. So of course that's going to fuck with him. It's absolutely going to fuck with them. I don't think that big fat guy that he strapped dynamite to in Batman Returns had his child over there in the distance. But Batman cinematically does kill. Accept it. But at the same time, don't get offended when something like this is brought to the forefront and you're like, oh yeah, but it was not okay when Batfleck did. It's like, stop doing that whole thing. Don't do the whataboutism kind of thing. Please. Don't do that. Don't do that. In the words of Zack Snyder, those guys are fine. Those guys are fine. They're fine. Even that big fat guy with the dynamite. He's fine. He just got a little burn. That's all. Right? Even Adam West Batman killed. Did he? Batson killed. Oh yeah, Batson killed. Michael Keaton killed you killed your dog. That's crazy. Wow, what if uh it was the, the fat guy? It wasn't the fat guy. I don't think his kid was in front of that. That was on the penguin that was on the penguin the card chase sequence. Would have loved a seen that worked out on screen. So what about, I? You yeah, know, it would have been yeah, it would have been great. Batflex specifically refused to beat down Deadshot in front of his daughter. Yeah, he resists right there. But he killed some guys too. Um yeah, Batman kills all the time, so it's like get over it. Get over it. The debate is stupid. Who cares about that? Like I said, Clooney's Batman's the only one that did not kill. But we're gonna talk about Barbenheimer. Even more. Barbenheimer weekend. Who saw both movies? Huh? Who out there saw both movies? I saw both movies before the weekend, but I know a lot of people out there were seeing both movies. I even saw, like according to some data that came out. I was reading about was the fact that one of the reasons why that actually Oppenheimer might have gotten a slight bump in its box office box office that 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 it received was the fact that when people were going to want to they were driving to the movie theater to go see Barbie, but the shows were sold out. So then it was like, well, I guess we're going to go see Oppenheimer. Apparently, there was some film data. There's some data out there that was saying that, which I, you know, I would not be surprised. Probably not a lot. Probably like 1%, if anything. It's probably like a very, very small percentage of people that were just like, oh, Barbie sold out. Let's go watch Oppenheimer. That's got to be for the moviegoer to be like, hey, we're going to go see Barbie. It's going to be a fun movie. We're going to laugh. It's going to be nostalgic and all this stuff. And then they have to, then they end up going seeing Oppenheimer. Whoa, that's quite a drastic tone shift right there instead of walking out like oh my god that's the greatest movie you walk out like oh my god damn you know i mean jesus christ let's face it a little heavier even though in my personal opinion oppenheimer was way better let's just say anyways but um but yeah so the box office has been adjusted a little bit right here So we got Oppenheimer that actually made 82.4 million and it's at 180.4. So adjusted some of the numbers right here uh, that they did, which is usually the case. Like Sunday is usually rough numbers. Whoops, click that again. So naturally that's going to happen. But yeah, Barbie's still sitting pretty. Uh, It actually, obviously, they're going to be accounting like Sunday and stuff like that. So it currently sits at 356.3. But what's sad. Though, is Mission Impossible right here? Again, sound of freedom still kicking ass, still gets more more and more um, theaters to uh, open with it. like it got some got some more screens on it. It did made it did have a 27.3% drop. but look at Mission Impossible right there. 64.6. Apparently, this is the biggest drop of the franchise. So sadly, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning now is just taking a deep dive. And I thought this movie was going to at least cross a half a billion dollars. But I think this movie now is not going to do that unless it finds new life later on. But I think Barbenheimer just kind of buried this movie a little bit, sadly. And, I, you know, like I said, it's 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 pretty much I, I it was I my favorite movie of the year, possibly, which sucks, And I love the Mission Impossible franchise, but yeah, it's getting buried by Barbenheimer, man. Now, now Tom Cruise is even more pissed. Remember when they said that he was pissed that he was only going to be have dead reckoning out in uh, IMAX theaters for one week because Oppenheimer was going to be taking the rest or at least three weeks or something like that? But then he was all gung-ho, him and Christopher McQuarrie. That's right, they had their tickets. Now he's like, damn it. Now they're like, fuck, our movies are getting like derailed by this. So, sucks, because Dead Reckoning was great, so great. But again, it's like you have these movies that are just going back, and this is such a historic, iconic event that happened that now studios, you better believe that studios, when it comes to Barbie and Oppenheimer, people showed that studio, that the, they showed these studios who, again, you know, obviously with all the things that are happening, they showed these studios that, that sequels and franchise movies already is always not the way to go. Like people want something different, fresh. It's like, yeah, you could keep on doing your cinematic universes and your sequels, absolutely 100% sure, but at the same time, you still have to do something fresh and different. You have to do something different. And we had two movies that are polar opposites of each other to the point where I was so surprised, a lot of us were so surprised that they were actually still releasing the same weekend. Somebody thought somebody was gonna fold and somebody was gonna move it. Oppenheimer, that's a movie that actually should be out during the fall or winter for awards season, you would think that. But hey, and Christopher Nolan, we freaking trust, man motherfucker decided like, or not him and Universal, they decided like, hey, we're going to make this movie. I'm going to make it this way and we're going to put it out there in summer blockbuster season. And it worked. It worked. It absolutely worked. Just absolutely insane that that's happening. So now studios, you better believe they're like, what's the next pair up that we could put together? I mean, they're already talking about it when it comes to the new Paw Patrol movie in Saw 10. They're calling it Saw Patrol. That might be the next one. I don't know if that's going to be as iconic, but you better believe that studios are kind of going like, yeah, what movies could we like put in the same weekend that could be polar opposites of each other and we could just have like a name for it and people are going to flock to it because look what happened here. Studios always do that. Anytime something works, they start going, hey, and then they make it not work. It's not going to work. Whatever the next thing is going to be probably won't work, but... Yeah. Pretty crazy. And even that it's happened before with Christopher Nolan, when it came to the dark night, mama Mia came out that weekend. So they call it dark mama, the dark mama. That was that little cutesy name that happened, (coughs) but good on that. Uh, This weekend is the fourth highest box office. Yeah. Fourth highest box office weekend. You're right. So, I mean, it just blew up. I mean, Greta is getting praised. I mean, obviously, when it comes to a female director, this is like the biggest weekend for that. So there's that aspect of it. There's all kinds of things, man. All kinds of things when it comes to this weekend right here. I just wish that Mission Impossible would get a little bit more love and meet meet that half a billion because I just I love that movie. So it just sucks. Wonder how many families took their six-year-olds to Oppenheimer. I highly doubt that they took their six-year-olds to Oppenheimer. I mean, I saw some young people in there, but no six-year-olds. Jacob, wonder how many... Yeah, just say, I wore pink to go see Barbie, and so did my other friends. Yeah, exactly. As you should. Then people who saw Barbie saw it was uh, about Barbie being a fascist holding the Kens down. Dune Part 3 on the same weekend with Star Wars. Hmm, that would be interesting. They call it Dune Wars or something like that. Who knows? But pretty crazy. Oh boy. Oh boy, guys. Is this happening? Mr. Thomas Hayden Church, what are you doing to us? What are you doing? You know when you read this, you got a little tingle in your jingle. I did, because ever since No Way Home, we're going, okay, where's Spider-Man 4? Sam Raimi is part of Marvel Studios. Have him do Spider-Man 4. Tobey Maguire. Hey, maybe even introduce Miles Morales if you want to do that. Have Tobey Maguire Superman be Superman, Spider-Man be his mentor. Even though some people are like, what about Andrew Garfield? Yeah, that could be cool too. We're still waiting on hearing anything more with that, but you never know what could happen with that. But according to... Mr. Thomas Hayden Church in comicbook.com. He said it right there in this video. It said Thomas Hayden Church has heard rumors that Sam Raimi may do another Spider-Man. May. What? Let's listen. And one day, out of the three Man, which one would you be most interested in going toe-to-toe with?
0: Well, back with Toby. (laughs) With Toby. Yeah. Uh, Because that's who I started out with. And then, you know, in No Way Home, you know, I had the stuff that I had, you know, really with with the different guys, mostly more with Tom Holland than with with the other guys. But uh, there's always been something that's kind of, you know, I've, I've heard rumors, um, you know, that Sam Raimi was going to do another one. And, uh, you know, with Toby. And if that happened, I would. I would probably campaign to maybe at least do a cameo. Oh,
1: oh! Look at that. He's heard rumors. Rumors. Do it. Just do it. If if Rami and Maguire are down, just do it, man. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap up that story. I mean, even though it's like the fourth one. Andrew still, I wish he gets his third one. That would be cool, too. But I don't know if they want to, like, fully invest in, like, their Spider-Men. I think they should. I mean, look at what No Way Home did. And, you know, in the state of things when it comes to Marvel Studios, everything's kind of just kind of what's going on. If you invest into your Spideyverse, like, especially since there is that Spideyverse over here, why not just just give sequels to those spider man and then of course we still want tom holland's continued story as well invest into your spider-verse i mean the multiverse thing was like kind of been hit and miss all the stuff that's been happening has kind of been hit and miss so why not just if they are down to do it conclude toby's story you can even make it like almost like i mean i'm, I'm not saying it should be old man Peter, but, you know, it could be something, and it could be a way to introduce Miles Morales. You could even do it to a point where, again, where the three of them end up coming together again in another event. I'm just saying, like, what the thing, the way things are, I would not be surprised if they're considering going, maybe we should put more money towards this Spider-Verse, as opposed to just keep expanding all this over here in the multiverse and everything, even though I'm hoping that when it comes to Secret Wars, that we'll get like some kind of exchange between Tobey Maguire and like a Hugh Jackman or something like that. I know some people have put that out there and I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty sweet too. But I don't know, we'll see. Thomas Hayden Church talking about that. He said he heard rumors too, but it could be all BS. But I think it would be a smart idea if they invested a little bit more into like a, a Spider-Verse. But that's just me. Yeah, let's see. Old Man Peter. Yeah, might be on this. Yeah, no, I was just saying. Like I've seen people talk about that. I even had that idea too. It's like you get Peter Parker who's like older. I mean, we kind of seen something similar when it comes to the first into the Spider Verse with with Peter B Parker. You know, he got older. He got a little you know heavier and stuff like that. But they could do something like that with Toby. And then I I actually, when it came to who would you want to mentor Miles Morales? Some, you know, that's a debate. And maybe, you know, I'll put out a poll out there or something like that. It's like Andrew Garfield or Toby McGuire. Who would you want to mentor Miles? I think Toby would be the better choice because Andrew's Spider-Man was still trying to find his way. And like, he talked about how he like, The anger that he had and he didn't really have the experience fighting aliens yet so i think just i think toby would would be you know he didn't have you know he didn't fight aliens he didn't fight like i mean he fought his share you know his share of villains but i think i don't know do the more experienced spider-man i think to uh to mentor him that's that's my thoughts on it so all right let's get to the questions let's get to the questions all right let's see I actually did post it on YouTube so let's see if anybody on YouTube decided to ask a question looks like some people yeah we got one right here what's it gonna be uh, at that nerdy guy 8701 he's he said no to Superman look how that turned out okay. So they're saying like yeah, eventually it's going to he's going to do a uh, James Gunn's going to end up doing justice like which he probably will. I would not be surprised at that. This is so trippy because when I when I when I opened up a new tab for like a Twitter photo, it still has still has the birdie. Still has the blue birdie. But all my other tabs have the fucking X logo. It's stupid. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not one of those that hates Elon and thinks, you know, and tweets at him, you're a fucking idiot. And like, they say all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that'll, that'll show him. Um, I, I always love it when people are like, I'm going to tweet at him and he's going to see it. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, when they do that whole thing, sad, you know, it's like, why are you tweeting at the, they're not fucking, they're probably looking at it and laughing. You're not doing anything. Okay. I know you think you're doing something, but stop doing that. Um, but I'm not, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't hate him, but I, I don't agree with a lot of, you know, some of the things he said. This whole X thing is dumb, but as long as it still works the way that it has been working, I'll be okay with it. But, but yeah, it's just weird seeing that logo, that X logo. I'm like, dun dun dun. He really is Lex Luthor, isn't he? Oh boy. All right, start off with Darren right here, Mr. Laugh Now, Cry Later. Check out the animated film, Superman vs. The Elite. It's on Max. I could see that being how he will interact with the authority when he first meets them. Okay, I'll check it out. I haven't checked it out yet. Superman vs. The Elite. I like it. Uh, Eric Blake. I admire Gunn putting his foot down here in the era of studios impatiently wanting that Avengers Money, see Universal's would-be Monsters verse. Yeah, right? Jeez, that was a shit show right there. I look back, though, on WB wanting to rush the DCEU to Justice League film, to a Justice League film. So what if Zach had had guns, no authority there? But I think, uh, I think Zach always was thinking that if he wasn't going to do a direct sequel to Man of Steel, it was always going to be and I know he got input like, hey, we need to expand the universe. So then he took it upon himself to be like, well, we can expand it this way. And he expanded it in a way that was unique to what Marvel Studios was doing. Yeah, it's all it's all crazy. Mr. Watson, after you finish with Superman the Animated Series on DC Fanimated, would you do Static Shock, Teen Titans? I think we're going to be doing it all. We're going to be doing it all, Watson. We're going to be—that's uh, pretty much what Scott and I— Agreed on after we got done with the first two seasons of uh, of Batman, the animated series, because that's an that's essentially what it was going to just be was us talking about Batman, the animated series. But then we're like, let's talk about it all. Let's talk about all the animated shows. So, yeah, might just. Yeah, we'll 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 cover as much as we want to cover. So that's why we rebranded it to D.C. Fanimated. Twitter. Damn, yeah, pretty much. That's 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 a good uh, that's a good meme right there. I like that. Lawrence, what DCU project do you think is going to build up a Justice League movie? Oh, I think no matter what, I mean, just right off the bat, every every one of them has potential to build up a Justice League movie. I just hope they don't take the Marvel Studios approach with it. Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, if Amazon buys Marvel and DC... Won't that increase the chances of a Marvel-DC crossover? Well, yeah, but they're not going to do that. They might buy certain things if things get really bad, but they're not going to buy both. That'd be very expensive. That'd be more expensive. Well, maybe it won't be as expensive as as much as Elon paid for for Twitter. (laughs) But you never know. I honestly want to see Superman versus Hyperion versus Omni-Man versus Homelander, which obviously ends... As a pure bloodbath. Wouldn't that be insane? I know most likely it won't happen. It won't happen, but that would be something. Unless somebody creates an AI version of it, of course. Jacob Rangel, the last time James said no to something, he ended up in blah, blah, blah. So everybody's doing that right there. so. So basically, you know, they're going like, yeah, James Gunn said no to Superman. It's like, yeah, he did. I know. And I get that. I totally get that. I think everything's going to be a building block to a ten- uh, essentially to a Justice League film. But I'm just hoping, I'm hoping, just me going like, all right, so far I'm thinking, okay, Gunn's going to be smart because he saw, he was there. He's, he was there in the Marvel machine. He saw the wizard of the Marvel machine work and he even worked with him. So it's like, all right, I don't want to do that. I have an idea of doing something a bit differently. And it's DC, And I think James Gunn was probably more of a DC kid growing up, just like, you know, a lot of us were. And I'm just kind of hoping that he's like going to be taking that approach of like, all right, I saw how the fudge was made over here. We're going to make some Willy Wonka type shit over here. That's what I'm hoping. Now that's, you know, am I fully confident? No, not at all. not fully confident, but the fact that he's, starting off the Superman story with already existing metahumans and ones that are not even common. That's what I like. I like the obscure shit. I mean, he did that with the Suicide Squad squad with having the obscure characters. But I thought that was kind of smart. And people who are very much, that very much love the Suicide Squad comic book, you know, Scott McClellan being one of them, he really loved that movie. Like he really dug that movie. He liked it better than, of course, the first one. So, and I think people who are, like, big, diehard Suicide Squad fans actually really dug what James Gunn did when it came to that. But, I don't know. Like I said, I'm never going to say, like, in Gunn we trust. Ah, he doesn't have my trust yet. After Superman Legacy, we'll see. Then my, my, then I might go in Gunn we trust. Right now, I'm just going, all right, let's see what happens. Just like I'm doing with with Twitter X X twitter whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm just like, let's see what happens, okay? Do I fully trust these guys? No! You can actually be like that. You could be in the middle. You don't have to be, like, fully against or fully for. You could be right in the middle, guys. You really can. It's a nice place to be in, to be honest. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. All right, thanks, guys, for uh, joining in on the fun. You guys are awesome, as per usual. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up if you haven't already become a member and thank you to the members and the uh patrons who showed up at the uh, the stream yesterday like i said i gave the invitation out to not just the patreon the patreon people the patreon family but i gave it out to of course the uh the members and i think i might be doing that in the future too so you know just to show some love to everybody who helps support the channel and uh you know you guys are doing that and i really appreciate that And if you want to support the channel it's all around me we've got the social media and of course the patreon everything's there and if you want to become a member do so and uh yep yeah, that's pretty much it guys i'll see you guys on wednesday hopefully you have a good uh, couple of days and we'll see what happens between now and wednesday when it comes to things you know news is news is gonna get a little it's gonna get a little interesting if this these strikes keep on going it's like what are we gonna talk about but so far we're still talking about a lot of things all right guys love you talk to you later